0: Welcome to the Politics Guys supporters exclusive after show, where we talk about the stuff that we didn't get to in our regular weekly news and analysis episode, or just, you know, share semi non political thoughts or whatever happens to come to mind. And with me today is my regular co host. Yeah, whatever. Jay, how, <laughs> how are you? Everyone knows Jay. Jay, say hi. Jay, Hi. there you go. How are you there? Okay, it's great. I'm there. You're there. So, you know, Jay, one thing uh, I knew we wouldn't have a chance to get to kind of a, well, depending on how you look at it, goofy thing or not, the whole Roseanne, Samantha B sort of thing. Of course, Roseanne ended up getting getting her show or getting fired, I guess, uh, for basically suggesting that the Obama advisor, Valerie Jarrett, was a, a cross between, was it the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes? Uh, which is, yes. wow, um, or sorry, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, um, which, of course, is beyond the pale, I think, safe to say. And ABC, to their credit, acted very quickly and said, we are not going to tolerate this sort of thing, despite the fact that Roseanne was a huge hit for them. Uh, and, uh, and you know, though some have pointed out that ABC is only a very tiny part of disney which is a huge conglomerate and so therefore given what was sure to be advertiser fallout from after after this if they had decided to keep their hit show that probably would have actually ended up potentially costing them even more so it's always nice when the right thing to do is probably the financially right thing to do as well it makes it so much easier for corporate executives but in any case they did the right thing I, i don't know jay what do you think before we get no, into did, the Samantha
1: B. Yeah, no, they they uh, absolutely did the right thing. Um, I, I, I think it's, and I think it's important when you to look at, you know, so often there are uh, accusations uh, thrown out about this is racist, that's racist, and you sort of have to connect a whole lot of dots, and you know, well, is there, what's the intent, and is the, but this is pretty clear cut. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't see any way any other way you uh you can say that this this wasn't racist and and racist in sort of the worst way and and uh, inappropriate so abc did exactly the right thing in moving quickly um so and i think that's good because when you see that that real racism and and you know get smacked down quickly i think that's that's a good thing um I feel, I feel bad for like the other people on the show who have sort of like, are now like lost their jobs and, uh, and truth be told, I mean, I've never, I've never been a fan of Roseanne. I don't think I've ever watched a whole episode of, of either the old show or the new show. Um, I've just you never know, cared it, for, never thought yeah. Is that funny. And there was the whole national anthem bit. I mean, so that's,
0: in part it was, you know, you know ABCs uh, they claimed it was their move to kind of reach out to people that aren't their typical audience that sort of thing because it was much more of a right of center type of you know family message that sort of thing and and uh but I also I also heard that they're they are maybe talking about bringing it back without her if they can somehow manage to do that I don't know but we'll hey, see what They could like kill her
1: off with an opioid addiction or something like that something,
0: something like that yeah, I don't know but the second part of this is uh now Many on the right, or some on the right—I won't say many—some on the right are claiming there's sort of a double standard now. Samantha B. in her show uh, "Pull frontal with Samantha Bee, Samantha B. Uh, said that you know there's a double standard because she said about Ivanka Trump, uh, and I'll. We're not a this uh, since this is a special show uh, and not on uh, iTunes and things like that. We can use the language that Samantha B used. Uh, she said, "You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless cunt." And then uh, she later urged her to put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to fucking stop it. Um, again, that I think is in incredibly. Poor taste. Uh, that's the kind of word, the, the c word. I I would I think that's just word. That's not a word you should use. Uh, I find it vulgar uh, and insulting to the women everywhere. And maybe speaking as a man, I don't know. Should I have to say But certainly, well, I'd say
1: most women feel the same. Yeah. right? But, you know, my my experience is yeah.
0: Now, but and I know even on our on our Facebook post, there was a ton of activity on this because social issues almost always get much more activity than say tax policy or something like that. But to me. These are these are both obviously boorish, crude, awful remarks that have no place in civilized discourse. I think everyone agrees on that. But to me, one important distinction is that what Roseanne said, at least the planet of the apes part, that refers to an inherent characteristic of someone. Whereas what Samantha B. was talking about as as, as crude and, and, and reprehensible, I think, as it is referred to an action someone chooses to take or not. And so I put those in two very different categories. If you want to criticize somebody for what they do, that's one thing. But criticizing them for who they are, to me, that's a much worse type of thing. It's a whole different category. So that's why I do not believe that these are equivalent things
1: no i i'd agree with you i don't think they're equivalent and and i think i made the the point on the facebook page that what roseanne said i think is objectively worse um but i think the 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 argument the conservatives have and this is sort of tends to be lost because the response was well they're not equivalent you're trying to make them equivalent was the the reaction um and to this point i mean at least to my knowledge uh tbs hasn't done anything uh, to apologize, to uh, back take a <laughs> step back to say the you know uh, language used does not necessarily represent you know that anything like that or uh, or to to sit down and have a, a good talk with Samantha B. I'm not I'm not saying that what she said is is necessarily a fireable offense like it was for Roseanne, um, uh, but I I think it's it's troubling and this is something that Trey made made the point is that this is what drives so many uh, conservatives, and, and this is how you get Trump, uh, <laughs> is that, look, they see this, um, you know, R- Roseanne says something horrible, and instantly she's gone. And, you know, with with Samantha B, well, no, the rules don't necessarily apply to her. And again, not necessarily, not saying that the two are the, of the same gravity, um, but that, that there's no response, that there's no sort of um uh, geez, this, this, uh, this doesn't seem to be right. And, and I think you can point out and Trey kind of alluded to this too, was this goes to some business motivations. And, and, uh, with Roseanne, you said that, again, doing the right thing is also doing the right thing, uh, commercially in this, in this situation, because you'd have, uh, potential loss of advertisers. Um, but with Samantha B and TBS, this is, this is maybe, this is kind of her brand almost. Yeah. Um, same thing, and, like and Michelle Wolf
0: thing, you know at that yeah,
1: exactly. Clip. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's what what troubles uh, uh, folks is that there's. Uh, what do
0: you know, think? They, let me ask you this: Um, you know, for a long time, uh, a certain type of conservative has said people are too sensitive, and what what comedians do, especially comedians do, is they use crude language, they shock, and so forth. And this is if you don't like it. Don't listen to it essentially, sure. and of course, there are some people say, "Well, yeah, sure, everyone, you, you you criticize these people for being sensitive snowflakes, but then all of a sudden, when it's directed against you, all of a sudden you're the sensitive snowflake." I mean, do, do you see any of that, or what do you think about
1: no, that? No, no, I, I mean, I don't see this as sensitive snowflakes. I don't think, um, uh, but but I I do think it's it's the idea of listen, are, are, do we have standards in society uh, or not? And and it's one of those, regardless of, you know, let's let's do a thought experiment. Uh, say Ann Coulter had said that about Chelsea Clinton, um, don't you think there would be, I mean, there, there would be fires in the streets. I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's that sort of sort of thing. It, it's that that there is, is is one standard if you are a liberal and there is another standard if you're a conservative or or Republican. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So I did not even would yeah. even
1: say like take Roseanne out of the equation. I mean that sort of look, here was a standard, they did it the right way. Good. Uh and again, I don't I don't think I I haven't heard any uh, objection one or the other that somehow ABC did the wrong thing and in and fire Roseanne or, or overreacted. Um but it's it's just this idea of um Liberals can can do what whatever with with impunity, and certainly. Um, so let, let's compare this. Say, uh, and again, maybe again, you can say the brands are different. But uh, Juan Williams getting fired from uh, PBS, uh, and Juan Williams, who is is certainly not a conservative, uh, made made the statement about uh, he would be more concerned, something in the level of more concerned sitting next to a Muslim than than someone else at the airport. I, I have words of it, but it was you know, again, not in a, his, his, his phrasing, it was sort of like as a hypothetical and so forth and basically making the point that uh, when, when, you know, there's profiling being done, there's a certain profile that, that uh, matches up with terrorism uh, uh, more often than not. Uh, and, and the idea was PBS was, Oh my gosh, we, you know, we got to get rid of this guy. Um, I don't think Ron Williams was a, a hateful person, nasty person, anything like that. But, um, but, but that sort of thing it brings immediate firing, uh, whereas this sort of uh, assault uh, assaults a tough, tough word um, you know, brings again, crickets. And I guess that's that's the the thing is is conservatives are really conservatives like they like rules. they like to know what's what's the expectation and 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 to follow and play by those. And that's a frustration is when there's two sets of rules.
0: Well, except I think there's one set of rules. It's and it's uh, the it's the CEOs and the top executives saying what's going to make the most sense economically. I I mean, I I think that's what they're basing this decisions on. So it's not like this. Oh, well, we must defend our political, you know, uh, co whatever. Uh, fellow travelers or something like that. It's like, how was, what's the fallout from advertisers going to be? So to me, it's the same set of rules. It's just what's going to make sense economically for us going forward. And the idea that these folks have any sort of an alliance and allegiance to anything other than their shareholders, I think is, is making this into uh, a cultural political thing when it's predominantly an economic thing.
1: No, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, uh, But but it—it it, it just it, it seems that the, the ratchet only turns one way, if you know what I mean.
0: I think it's just because um, the culture is more the culture is more liberal, at least at least in terms of, uh, you know, these personal freedom type issues. That's why. And cultural conservatives, I mean, they, they essentially have lost the cultural wars. And our popular culture definitely reflects that, for better or for worse. And so that's that's the world we get. And you can certainly make, there are plenty of conservatives and evangelicals and other folks who could make the argument that we're far worse off for it, but it's the culture we have. And so, you know, the economics follows the culture.
1: No, I, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on that. Um, you know, I guess the other piece, again, would be the, um, to the extent there are other Uh, political actors who drive the 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 culture Um, again if this had been someone else I think you would have heard uh, you know drumbeats from uh, feminists saying this is absolutely uh, uh, unacceptable and, and you know she should be fired Right, and, yeah, but you're not here. But you don't hear that. But in the and end, again, this this was. I'll that's, say that's what that's what troubles us is that you know.
0: I'll say something that that I, I would more expect you to say to me is is I think you're you're making politics out to be much more important than what it is. Um, you know I think. It, oh, okay. But uh, but anyway, uh, you know one other thing I want to just leave briefly mentioned. This kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Illinois became I think it's the 37th state to pass the equal white equal rights amendment. I thought that yeah. was
1: who knew. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that would really surprise the, surprise the heck out of, uh, surprise the heck out of me. And I think how it, how it is now is if one more state passes it now, it would have been ratified then if, if it had met the deadline, basically, because when Congress, uh, when Congress passed this, it said, well, there's the deadline for ratification. Then they extended the, the deadline. The initial deadline was 1978. Then they extended it to 1982 and they didn't get enough States to ratify it basically. Um, but as I understand it now, right? Well, if they get one more state, then what the proponents are going to do is argue that these the limits that Congress imposed are actually unconstitutional. It'll go to court and then we'll see if actually, you know, what, what, what will come of that basically. But in the interim, I don't know if you know this, Jay, but five states have actually voted to rescind their ratification of the ERA. Uh, Nebraska, Tennessee, Idaho, Kentucky and South Dakota, all... In the 1970s, now uh, from, from from what the, the the CBO, I think there was a, a Congressional Research Service study of this. They said, well, actually, that's not constitutionally. You you there are no backsies basically on on uh, uh, ratifying a constitutional amendment, but they did it anyway. So we
1: almost it would almost almost be like secession, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't just say, but. It's really kind of fascinating because what the what the proponents of this saying if we get one more state we can go forward they say well, take a look at what they call the the Madison Amendment which is the twenty seventh Amendment ratified mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety two it had been pending for two hundred three years that's the one that says Congress can't give its own self a raise it has to be on the next Congress that sort of thing but I I think both of these cases are pretty tenuous or something but I just it's real kind of weird. Blast out of the past, sort of thing, because it was always kind of a, a test for me is when I was growing up. Say, if you say ERA, what do you think, and do you think Equal Rights Amendment? Do you think Earned Run Average? You know, and I was kind, of, <laughs> I was always kind of Earned Run Average kind of thing, but I was much more into baseball in those days. But uh, I don't know. I have a funny feeling that the Equal Rights Amendment is not going to be number one. Is not actually going to become an amendment. And secondly. You know, I think you can make a case that we need it a lot less than we did in the '70s, because you take a look at a number of the laws that have been well, that passed. Was, that
1: would be my point. Yeah, yeah, that this is this is something that it's it's kind of funny if if you remember or have read. I mean, one of the big arguments uh, made against it was that this would eliminate, you know, the difference between you know men and women's bathrooms, and anyone could use any bathroom. Well, we're there already, right? I mean, um,
0: and there have been you equal know, so pay laws and other things like that at the state yeah. level, on the federal level, in fact. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of the things that were that the that the Equal Rights Amendment focused on have been addressed, and so I think the, the one. The one thing that would maybe would be would be sort of a symbolic symbolic victory. Maybe a little bit more than that, you know. Essentially, would give people who are bringing these sort of uh, gender discrimination cases much more of a constitutional peg to hang their arguments on. But I still think, to a certain extent, they can do that in in, a, in an equal protection sense now in yeah. many ways so in a very real sense i don't think it adds a whole lot though i think it would be cool to have it as an amendment so you know i'd, I'd be for it
1: yeah well, i i would be as a conservative I, you know you know not you don't just add amendments because you think it might be cool <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you sort of, um, we're gonna just change the, the constitution because yeah it'd be kind of cool um no, I don't see it. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, it's, and in fact, when you uh, told me that was one of our potential stories, it completely caught me off guard because I had completely missed it. So
0: Yeah, I, I dug deep on that one. So, but I saw that, I was like, ooh, that sounds really kind of cool. So and then when I thought about the states, it actually said, no, we, we, we want to change our mind on that, you know. That's, and, the,
1: more, that's the more interesting part of it to me, yeah. the more interesting, can a state uh, having ratified an amendment uh, uh, back out of it? Yeah, apparently so. not. So uh,
0: anyway, is there anything you wanted to bring up?
1: Oh gosh, you know, not really. You know, this has been you know a crazy week for me. I was telling you before, moving my mom to a new place, and yeah. um, I'm I'm flooded with furniture now, and uh, uh, sort of crazy week back from work after you know with a short week. So, so I, I'm afraid I have I have less like real substantive stuff to talk about than I would usually uh, hope hope to have. Um, so I apologize to our listeners for that. Um, well, I, I, I have
0: one kind of cool, weird, weird little thing. Uh, I, I actually, for the first time uh, in this last week, uh, roasted my own coffee for the first time. Did you know... Okay. That you can do this by just buying green beans, which cost less than half what roasted beans cost, and a hot air popcorn popper. Now, you want to do this in your garage or something like that because it smokes, and you know, unless you want a lot of smoke and you know, coffee odor permeating your, your house basically, but it, it takes like five minutes, no kidding. And it's the best coffee I ever had. It was super simple and easy. I should have made a video of it and posted it. And it was, but it was it was a, a really cool kind of experience. I I I bought the popper and the coffee beans. Months ago, and I just kind of hesitated to do this. Like, this has got to be a disaster, right? But no, it was really, really cool. Where would you
1: even? Where do you buy green coffee beans?
0: Where you buy everything, Jay? Uh, The the internet. I buy them. I buy fair trade beans from this place online. Uh, But uh, but yeah, it was it was really great. It was awesome coffee. Uh, Like I said, definitely. The, the freshest best coffee I ever had, because, of course, I ground i I not only ground the beans myself, but I roasted them it was a really kind of a
1: kind you would of have a picked cool, them if you could
0: you know, have to absolutely pick them and dried them and all that kind of stuff, but that was kind of fun. so
1: so anyway, well i'll I'll depend I, I will depend more on our our fantastic system and you know there's there's um this, this is a little bit substance, but I'll just throw it out there. Um, there was the old Milton Friedman analogy about pencils uh, and mm-hmm. and someone had updated it to to coffee that look the you, if you if you tried to make a pencil on your own, you couldn't. Um, but you can come a little bit close with coffee.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's, oh,
1: let me tell you, folks, if you like good coffee, it is totally
0: worth, and it saves you money. So, you know, okay. I'm, I'm going to be saving a lot of money on coffee now, which is which is good, and getting better coffee. It's tens a, of
1: thousands of dollars a year on you, coffee. There you go. It, it's a it, win
0: win. So, uh, hey, folks, thanks for listening, and and I'm sure that everyone listening to this has already you got to believe, Jay, right? Everyone listening to this has filled out the, the, the quick and easy listener survey, right? I hope, yeah. I I would think so, you know, survey.libsyn.com slash politics. I almost feel bad saying it because they're probably going to be insulted. It's like, of course we've done that, uh, Mike and Jay. But anyway, just point, pointing it out there, survey.libsyn.com slash politics. Guys, basically, it's just a few really basic demographic questions and Uh, I think after next week, I talk to my contact at Libsyn, he and I are going to get together and he's going to build a marketing cross-promotion strategy based on that information. And it's going to really help us attract probably, you know, Jay, tens of thousands of new listeners, I would expect. And then we will become the podcast colossus that, of course, fate has destined us to be.
1: And you could you can just buy your coffee like regular people. Then there you go, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it for us this week. Thanks everyone for listening. And again, we have that Wednesday show coming up. And like I said, I learned a lot from this guy, Robert Sutter, a, a China expert. I was I was worried uh, that it might not might just kind of be boring, what I already know. But I learned a lot of cool stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for that on Wednesday. All right, that's it. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.